Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Millman and this is episode 103, Active Stash Exploration. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Shiny Bees podcast. I am Jo, your host, and this is the first show of 2017. Happy New Year to all of you. And I hope you all had a great holiday period and a wonderful Christmas and you're enjoying getting into cold and dark January, basically. <laughs> Normally I like to leave my Christmas decorations up, particularly fairy lights, because I have a big, big thing about fairy lights, as long as possible. Just rudely long, in fact, it's sort of a running joke that by the 6th of January my husband is is chivying me out of the room so that he can take all of the decorations down. But this year that they're down already, we have a new Christmas, um, not a new Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree, and... We'd gone away over Christmas and I hadn't put any water in it and it had gone sort of crispy, shall we say. And they smell a bit funny, Christmas trees, when they start to go crispy, I've noticed. So I decided that it was probably worth um, saying goodbye to the Christmas tree for this year a little bit early and getting everything packed up and put away so that we can start working on decorating the living room. It's very exciting, very exciting. Nobody told me when you got a new house you'd have so much work to do on it, but yes, yes we do indeed, which is pretty cool. So how are you? How have you been since the last time I saw you, or spoke to you even? I might have seen some of you, but mostly it's been speaking to you. Thank you to everyone who sent me messages after the last episode, and especially those of you that have missed me and were pleased to hear my voice again. Thank you. Um, I really missed chatting to all of you, but as is the case, sometimes life just kind of gets in the way a little bit, and sometimes you've got to take a bit of a step back and prioritise what you're doing and get get all your ducks in a row so that afterwards, once that's all sorted, you can fully commit to things again, and that's exactly what I did with the new house and, and moving and, and everything else um, that's going on at, at Shiny Heights at the moment. It was just needed basically to have a a couple of weeks off and just reassess and get everything sorted out and I had hoped to put out some extra episodes over Christmas but again um, circumstances beyond our control shall we say Um, not leaves on the line or any other crap sort of excuses you get from the railway companies because I'm not a railway company Um, but you, you know how it is right you know it is so they, that didn't happen but what did happen is I got loads of great ideas for new content and everything else sorted for this year I've got big big ideas about what we can do with the podcast and what kind of you know goals I want to reach with the podcast this year just I, I just feel like being a little bit ridiculous with it and picking something really out there as a goal for the podcast because I think well you might not get there but you know what, you're going to get so much further than what you would do if you picked something that was kind of more realistic and achievable. Um, everything's realistic and achievable if you um, use the right tactics and work hard enough, in my opinion. It might not happen in the time frame you're expecting, but it will it will happen eventually. So yeah, very, very, very exciting times. 
there's a few things um, that have uh, happened in the news, in the nitty news in particular, uh, I'll be revisiting over the next couple of weeks, including our friend, the sheriff, up in Dundee. Um, very, very sweary, very, very sweary uh, when I heard the news in December. Someone tagged me in the... Um, on social media, I think that was in Twitter, someone sent me a link to the uh, newspaper article. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bit sweary. Um, so I can give you an update on that. And, oh, of course, my thoughts on it, because that's what you all come for, isn't it? Just a bit of a ranty Joe. Um, I'm going to kick off and you're all going to hear about it, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of exciting stuff coming up. So, as you know, we moved to a new place, a new village. It's very nice. It's very, very villagey. It's very nice. We went for mince pies and mulled wine while they turned the lights on on the one Christmas tree in the in the, in the village square, which is just like a con- congruence of three roads, really. It's a little kind of triangular traffic island, really, with the, the, the tree on it. That That's the extent of, of the village lights. But, you know, they, it was nice. It was nice. There was a guy with, his, with his, his mobile disco in the back of his van and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's outside the village pub. So it seems like quite a nice place to be, certainly a little bit different to the last place that I lived. I'm not really cut out for city living anymore. And it's been quite fun. We've got to know our new neighbours. was invited to a party with the new neighbours uh, just before Christmas, which was, it was cool, very interesting. Great buffet. I'm, I'm a buffet fiend and um, it was a great buffet. And got to meet lots of... Uh, the neighbours who have not seen yet because it's winter so obviously no one's outside really and I don't know about you but when I meet people I am awful with names like a face I will remember a face for years and it'll bug me I'll see you once be like oh my where do I know where from or where do I know them from and actually I've done this before I did it with um, Mel who is um, Kate Davies's model with the lovely dark hair and I went up to her and started talking to her Edinburgh like I knew her because I'd seen her on patterns and in my head I knew her and I'd never met her. I mean, I'd heard about her and I knew of her, but we'd never met in person and bless her, she was very gracious and she just talked to me as though we had indeed met before, but clearly hadn't a clue who I was. But I was convinced I knew her because she was on, on the front of Yokes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm awful with it, but the names thing, I don't remember. And... There's a way you can do it where you make up a little story about the person to help you remember their name. So you might pick out a feature of something they're wearing or, you know, something like that. And that helps you to remember their name. And I've tried it before. It does work. In fact, I met I was on a panel once and I met this guy called Andy and he had this terrible shirt on. And it looked just like a tablecloth, like a check tablecloth. And it was that tablecloth guy, Andy. And, you know, different, you can make up different names about that like there was one woman who had a a snake necklace on it was like an actual snake round her neck so she was snake necklace jean so there are ways of obviously remembering people's names by what what they're doing so i have to try and remember to do that but i forget i forget because i get so excited i'm chatting and i forget and then there comes a point where it's too rude to ask because you've been talking so long you're like i can't ask you now because because now we're mates and we can't do that and you know in the military it's fine because you're allowed to call people mate so you're just like oh mate um you're right mate how's it going mate oh mate can you help me with this and that's fine that's acceptable so you're allowed to you know address each other as mate and it's not a bad thing 
But there are some people in my street, like older couples who have downsized, and they're like 60 odd. Like, I can't call somebody 60 odd mate. It's just, just not what you do, is it? So it's, it's hard. I have to try and remember everyone's names. And um, it doesn't help because uh, my husband, he, he's good, he remembers names, but then he'll notice like, specific things about people and he'll give them a name. So one lady who lives at the end of the street had these leggings, like leggings slash jeggings that were kind of half leatherette looking, wet look and half lycra. And she's not actually that tall, but because she's quite slim and she had these these leggings on she looked like she had really long legs so now he calls her legs not a clue what her name is don't know what she's called he doesn't know because he's just calling her legs and she's got kids the same age as mine so we're gonna have to have a conversation at some point and i'm gonna have to try and remember her name and i can't remember her name i can't remember it and the kids are not gonna go hey you know julie they're gonna call her mummy aren't they am i gonna find out her name how am i gonna find out without being rude so, yeah, very emotional with the whole having to remember everyone's names. And they obviously, you know, the street's been built for a while. Like, they build one half, they put people in it, build the other half, put people in it. So they've all, they all know each other already. We were, like, the last ones to move in. So, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, make a spreadsheet and try and try and notice and, and, and remember and make stories up and put them in the spreadsheet, I think, such that I don't embarrass myself by forgetting people's names. But it was it was a good night actually. It was really fun to kind of hang around with different people and talk about what you do and where you're from and all that kind of stuff. But um, my husband, bless him, is a bit random. Is a bit random, and he he stayed a bit later. I came home because the kids were trampolining on someone else's couch, despite repeated warnings to the contrary, as they do, of course, because you want to make a good impression because you're the new guys. Of course, of course, they're jumping on someone's brand new sofa because that's what you do when you're five, isn't it? And um, I came home and he came home a bit later and he was like, oh, I might open this Prosecco. I said, well, don't open that because I've got to drive tomorrow and, and you'll regret it. Trust me, you'll regret it in the morning. He's like, oh, okay, okay. So he sort of looks around the room and he's like, oh. <sighs> might have a Yakult then. And I was just like, what? Yeah, um, I think I'll have a Yakult. Right. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what a Yakult is, it's a probiotic that you drink like in the morning and it comes in a little miniature milk bottle type thing and you get a pack of seven or whatever it is and you drink them and it's supposed to like sort your gut flora and fauna out, whatever. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to have a Yakult. So he goes to the fridge, opens the door, takes out a Yakult, takes a little foil lid off and then knocks it back as though it's a flaming drambuie. I was just like, who are you? What are you even doing? Who does that? come back he's had a few beers a couple of relays i know what i know what's going to sort me out a treat for bed i'll have a yakult not right that guy not right at all but yeah luckily he didn't do that in the neighbor's house oh yeah i don't fancy any more real can i have a yakult instead sorry love it's not on the buffet <laughs> it's just so random so yeah that was interesting i've not seen any of them since i don't know if that's a good or bad thing but yes um the neighbors they're good they're good fun uh, what presents did you get for Christmas? Did anyone get anything exciting? I got some some kit for my podcast. I got a new um, smart lav microphone. It's like one of those little ones they have on the BBC. You know, and they, they they kind of strap it to your jacket. They clip it on. It's one of those little clip on microphones. It's quite exciting because then I can go around at events and instead of having a massive. Because I've got a blue Yeti at the moment, 
and I've got a PR40 that I won that I need to put together, but they're definitely not mobile podcasting solutions. This, I could walk around just getting a bit of commentary by myself, talking about things, and um, just drop that straight into the show from doing it at the time, which would be quite cool. So yeah, very exciting. What did you get? I've seen a few pictures on uh, social media of some of you. I've taken note who's been given what gin by what relatives, just in case I happen to be passing and, and in need of liquid refreshment. Um, oh, it's all very good, very exciting. So I've seen a lot of chat around about words of the year as well. And I know a few of you have set a word of the year. Is that something that you're going to do again? Are you thinking of trying it if you've not done one before? Last year was the first year that I tried it and my word of the year last year was commit and it went pretty well actually and I wanted to do more taking action and less thinking about things and I had all these ideas about what might work and I was quite convinced that they would work but the problem was, was I wasn't taking action on them and I wasn't getting any feedback as a result of that. So I did put quite a few things in place last year to try. Patreon, didn't like that, didn't work the way I expected it to and didn't offer the kind of extra sort of communication with my favourite peeps and was just, just really didn't work very well wasn't for me wasn't for this podcast um but I tried it you know and I got the feedback and I was like no there's, there's got to be a better way of doing this and I think I've found that better way to be honest and that'll be coming up this this year and I also wanted to start a new podcast and talk to military space and veteran business owners about their journeys and the challenges of running a business whilst living in that environment and I've done eight episodes and to be honest, I just realised that, that that isn't the group of people that I want to deal with. And some of the people that I want to work with are in that group, but not everyone. And I realised that I was trying to... Because you, you've got a niche down, haven't you? I was trying to niche into a specific demographic of people based on what what they are, what labels you stick on them. And then I realised, well, I don't bloody like labels, actually, very much. I think they're a load of rubbish. And I actively rebel against labels. So that's a bit of a daft idea, Joe. And then I realised it was more of an attitude, a certain type of attitude of people that I wanted to deal with. And they might be in that specific demographic and they might be veterans or military spaces or whatever and they might not be a lot of them are not a lot of them are in in nitty groups in in, in other groups you know so I would never have found that out if I hadn't gone for it and put it out there and realized that, that that's not right because you you don't get the feedback and when you've got an idea who does this right who does this when you've got an idea and you play it out in your head and you think about it and you're like oh and I could do this and I could do that and that'll be amazing because they really need this and and actually you still carry on thinking it's great you never get to the point where you think it's not great until you try it and go you know what no no and um, last year was very much about getting those ideas of what I could do out of my head and trying them, getting a bit of feedback, figuring out what works, what doesn't, what I want to do and who I want to work with. Um, and then I, I think I think I'm there. I think I've figured it out. So my word for this year is press. 
and that is in again in the military sense and it's normally an answer to a question when someone raises a question it'll be like yeah press you know and it's press on but it's it's not just "Mm, press on it's like press on so you know yeah i hear your question but now is the time for action so i think i figured out where i am and what i'm doing now um after some you know testing and adjusting if you will and i'm ready to kind of crack on this year so what is your word of the year what are you working on do pop over and let me know we're how we've obviously got our group on Ravelry that you can do that in there you can tag me on social or I have set up a new group I'll tell you for why in a bit um but yeah I want to know your words of the year because I love to know what is motivating people and where they're at you know and what they're trying to achieve because it's, it's cool I like seeing people get things you know done and achieving what they want to achieve and finally in this little intro bit which has gone on a little bit I didn't realize I was going to talk about yakult but there you go um <laughs> Hashtag Yakult Shorts. It's the next big thing. It's the next big thing. <laughs> um, a quick shout out to one of my lovely listeners, Jurini. Hello, my lovely. Who actually sent me a pattern and said uh, she loved the show and she just wanted to send me a pattern and say Happy Christmas. And I didn't notice for like 10 days because I've not been on Ravelry. Um, I'm on Ravelry pretty infrequently these days, to be honest. And um, I completely missed it. She must have thought I was so rude and... Um, I've been wanting to do this pattern for ages, so I'm dead excited because it plays into perfectly the Active Stash Exploration Project. So thank you for that, my lovely. And also thank you to everyone else who sent me really nice messages over Christmas and also those who've missed me while I've been away. I'm back now. Don't worry. So what have we got coming up for you in the show today? Well, we've got some more news from Chani Bee's news, if you will. And some podcast news as well. Rolling into Enablers Corner because we do love a spot of enabling. And a little bit more hat enabling following on from last time. And then we will talk about the Active Stash Exploration Project, which is my project for the year on the podcast and something that I want to kind of get into and uh, encourage you to do the same if you would like to join me. So get yourself some slightly dry Christmas cake. A big fat brew, and we will crack on with the show. So, some news then for you. As you can probably tell, I've been doing quite a lot of planning, quite exciting things coming up for the podcast for this year. I had hoped to get a few episodes out before Christmas and do a little bit of a binge for you, because there's so much stuff now that I've got kind of backed up that I want to tell you about but things just didn't happen you know how things are it's still quite a lot of stuff to do with the house and things that we really need to get sorted before now and things are going to start kind of calming down a little bit so that didn't quite happen but it does mean that I've got loads and loads of stuff to talk to you about this year and I've got loads of plans of what we're going to do and everything like that it's very exciting I can't wait to get into it got some ridiculous goals for the podcast for this year because something quite good about setting a ridiculous goal and going after it with a sort of balls to the wall mentality and you know what if you don't get there then you've probably got a lot further than you think you would have um if you'd set something a little bit more achievable and been a little bit more kind of pedestrian about going after what you want to achieve so i've done that and I may or may not share it with you. I probably will, because you know what I'm like. But um got some good, good 
meaty goals for the, the show this year. In terms of the bees news, the bees, and um, resisting the urge to sing, because you know I'm all about the bees, but the bees, no hornets. <laughs> Should pull that out of my backside. Um, so I've got some exciting stuff coming up, and so, so it means saying goodbye to a few things, as often these things do, but it also means saying a big fat hello darling to... um some new new projects so some of you will know that i do consulting i do project management and strategy digital strategy and business strategy consulting for for various businesses um both yarny ones and non-yarny ones and i'm going to be doing a lot more of of that kind of stuff in a more accessible way at the moment i do a lot of one-on-one project work which i love but I feel the space for more and I'm very much about encouraging people to have have a bash at business and get involved and try it out and not take things too seriously particularly initially and and let the all of the could do's and should do's paralyze you really from doing what you want to do and and trying things and I feel like there's a lot of bollocks frankly out there about what you need to be doing and I see so many people getting tied up with all this oh I need to be on all these social media I need to be this and I need to do that and I've got to do that because somebody told me and there are a lot of people who would say that they know what they're doing telling people that and I find that people are just overwhelmed they get overwhelmed they're too busy chasing their asses to build a social media following without building an email list and keeping you know keeping all those contacts safe and too busy chasing their asses to actually make any money and I don't agree with it so this is where where I kind of came to it was I wanted to help the military spaces deal with the fact they've got moved so often and it's really hard especially if you're like a customer facing business and you're moving house imagine as often as I do it's good job our business is digital um it, it's a nightmare and I sort of worked around that subject and worked around how to help these people that are on the run running a business and I've come up with my my thing I think turning 33 and I know some of you'll be laughing now because you're considerably more how do we say it not vintage because that sounds a bit rude and not aged because that sounds a bit rude although when it's wine it's a good thing equally it's a good thing with whiskey normally but you know if you're a little bit more mature than me you've probably gone through the stage and gone yeah I know where you're at girl but we spend so much time like being bothered what other people think and worrying about upsetting people and wanting to be like the proper grey man and even when you're in a private joke with people other people decide to take offence about it and send their mates to troll you as an example um you know it's like oh you've got to be like mincing around like a playground thing and I'm just like well I'm not quite Morticia on the edge but I'm like I don't don't give a monkeys anymore I don't give a monkeys it's all bollocks so I finally found my, my kind of my peeps, my words, my like, I just want someone to tell me what to do and what works or be able to do this thing without any bollocks. Don't care. You know, that kind of like, just strip it back and, and unapologetically be 
who you are, write the way you write. And, and I, I do have a very, very black sense of humour. I am massively inappropriate. I do say things to my friends that the majority of people would be like, dude, you can't say that, don't care, I can say it. Nothing to do with anyone else being offended. This is a private conversation between me and my friend. And if I want to call him or her these names in jest, then I will. Because it's about me and them, it's not about you. And I just feel like this re- rebellion going on, if you will. Um, so I've decided. I've decided what it is, what it's going to be called, and what the focus of it all is. And it's called Business Without the Bollocks. What a great word. I had to ask my mother-in-law, who is a vicar's wife, whether bollocks was a swear word, and she says it's not. So equally iTunes says that bollocks isn't a swear word. Thank you, Johnny Rotten. So that's what it is, Business Without the Bollocks. And I have a a Facebook group for business type stuff that's been going for a while. I've mentioned it before. It's called Shiny's Hive. It will be reverting to its new name of Business Without the Bollocks. But if that's you, if you're like, oh God, just wish someone had told me what to do without all of the fluff and the kind of unnecessary things, um, with the odd kind of, you know, Baby Sham slash Craig David slash anything kitschy joke, I'm your girl, get yourself over there. I'll put a link in the show notes and you can come join the free group. And also, I will be starting a community very soon. I'm building it at the moment. And if you go to businessaboutthebollocks.com, you can get on the, the list to be notified about that. And while I was doing all this, as you do, as you do, um, I've organised a retreat for business stuff as well. It's at the end of January. And if you want to go and take some time out in the lovely Cumbrian countryside and get a plan for the year and be amongst other business owners and get some clarity on what you're trying to achieve and all that kind of good stuff, you can go and check that out. It is at the end of January, it's the 26th to the 29th of January and there's one one place left. I'm quite happy to roll um, with with the, the, the numbers I've got but I do have one space if anyone wants to come and join in with us and it's for you if you want to kind of get Get your poo in one sock, as we say, and get yourself sorted for the year. So that's all of the 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 bees news. So there will be some some kind of you know exciting changes coming with that. But the place to go if you're just dabbling, you want to come and join a, a helpful community is the Facebook group, which is Facebook slash groups slash business without the bollocks. So in podcast news, then potty 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 podcast exciting exciting times so as i said i've been thinking about what we can do this year and the different projects that i want to get involved in and how to move things forward from from where we are and grow things and i have decided as a result of that to start a facebook group for the podcast now don't don't roll your eyes at me i know some of you hate facebook i don't particularly like the the timeline function i think it's useless there's nothing that I want to see in there. The stuff I want to see from my mates, I don't see. You know, the algorithm. The timeline is rubbish. Let's not lie. But the groups function is still pretty good. So I have decided to start a group over on Facebook because I've noticed on Ravelry and feel free to shoot me a line and let me know what you think about this because I will be very interested in in hearing what you've got to say about it. But I've noticed on Ravelry, engagement in the forums has gone down quite a lot. I think mostly because 
it's although they say it's mobile friendly now, it's not really mobile friendly as a site to um to browse. It's not it's not optimized certainly for mobile. And that just adds a layer of friction and so many people now are using their mobiles or their tablets to access um, their favourite sites. You need to be doing it in a way that makes it easy for people. And it's not easy for me, you know, to go in there. I'm like, oh, this is so clunky, it's aggravating, all the writing's really small. She's like, oh, scroll, 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 scroll. I don't like it, basically, on mobile. It's great on desktop, but it's not great on mobile. And I just feel that adds a layer of friction when it comes to us all getting together and chatting about things. And there's still a massive place for Ravelry in terms of, you know, the pattern databases and yarn and stash and all that kind of stuff. If you use them, I don't put my stash on Ravelry. I don't put my projects on Ravelry. I haven't done for about a year and a half. Um, there's still a place for it. But I think to reduce the friction and help people talk a lot easier... I'm going to trial a Facebook group for the podcast. I have set it up. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash shiny bees podcast community. And I'm going to be in there a lot more talking about things. We'll put threads up for chatting about the different episodes and things. And although I know that it's going to be harder to keep up with certain point i mean obviously it turns over a lot faster facebook it's not as easy as a forum to browse i think it gives us that easy instantaneous way to talk to each other rather than having to go into a forum and go through all of all of the replies some of which you go in and go oh thank you or this is beautiful which is brilliant doesn't really need to be a forum post if you know what i mean so i just want to make it a little bit easier for people and to try it now if you hate the facebook timeline you can download the Facebook groups app and you, all that is in there is is your groups and you can go in and just go straight into the group. You don't need to look at any crap cat memes or any trampoline in Tyrannosaurus Rexes, although I am a fan of that. You don't need to look at anyone else's supposed perfect life, yawn, hashtag so blessed or any of that rubbish. You can just go straight into your favourite groups from the groups app. So that's my top tip for you. Chin the Facebook app off, get the groups app. Um, and we'll be running stuff in there so come on over and say hello it is groups slash shiny bees podcast community hopefully that's going to be it's going to be good we'll try it if if we all hate it then we can we can look at something else but i just feel like ravelry has got a lot lot more friction than there needs to be at the moment and i'm not sure if and when they will update the platform to be truly responsive so that's all I have for news and we will crack into Enablers Corner. Enablers Corner then. I love a bit of enabling. I feel like this needs its own little intro music. But today I am enabling you to Louise Tilbrook's new brioche challenge. Now it is only the... 4th of January today but she's running a brioche challenge for the whole of January in her group on Facebook. It is called the Everyday Knitter group and basically everyone is in there and they are getting involved trying some brioche and and getting getting a bit of like moral support really because brioche is like the hot right now thing. And everyone's talking about brioche. But from what everyone's saying in there, it's not that easy. 
I haven't tried it because I don't jump on everyone else's bandwagon. If everyone's talking about brioche, then I want to be talking about double knitting or something else because that's just what I'm like. But um, it, it seems like, you know, it's two different colours and it seems quite awkward. There's a lot of ripping and redoing. And when you're doing that on your own, it can be a little bit soul destroying. And you get bored and you're like, oh, sod it, just throw it in one corner, cast some easy on, get me a garter stitch shawl, crack your fingers, you know, get another glass of wine, sod it, we won't bother. And for a lot of you, this year will be about trying new things with your knitting and maybe learning a few new skills or mastering some of these super trendy, hot right now things like brioche or indeed man bun hats. Um, I'm not going to do either because I'm a rebel. But uh, the group is tip top. There's loads of chat in there. There's loads of people sharing top tips and resources and everything. And it's pretty bopping. There's loads of chat, which is good. And it is, as I say, called the Everyday Knitter Group. It is on Facebook. I will link to it in the show notes and get involved. Go over there and try it out. And there are lots of the Instagram knitting community in there already i've seen them them chatting away and the good thing about groups is as yet they're not algorithming them up they're about to but at the moment then they're not algorithming them up and they're not taking stuff out of the group when you post it in there so you will see things whereas on instagram maybe you're not going to see it you know you are going to maybe miss it so i think it's quite a good alternative for the time being certainly at least and um there's lots over 600 people in there already they're all chatting and if you want to learn brioche th- that is the place to go at the moment to try it so that's the everyday knitter group by louise tilbrook that i'm enabling you to this episode following on from the last episode and my questions about hats i haven't managed to knit any hat i've got halfway through an everyday brew by claire divine not knitting any hats at all and not because I've not got much knitting done if I don't have time for podcasting I certainly don't have time for knitting is is how I see things but after asking lots of you for some help on patterns etc I have another little mini collection for you to try now in the last episode we talked about Woolly Wormhead and her hats are super innovative they're all quite interesting constructions a little bit more complex a bit more to them different techniques to produce these really kind of unusual looking hats for the most part which is cool if you like that kind of thing but if you're if you're a little bit more trad or maybe you don't feel that your skills are up to that yet which you know is is quite often the case if you're new to knitting or maybe you just want something a little bit easier to to be picking up after work in a cold wet January although it's pretty sunny in the northwest again today um, have a look at Rios Rocks which is by Gillian Harkness who designs under the name Mina Loves Designs. It's a collection of six hats inspired by the Rio games last year and Rios the Yarn, Malabrigo Rios. And she's made this collection of six hats that's inspired by the Olympics, um, the colours mostly, and by South America. Rios is a worsted weight yarn, so they're pretty quick to knit, which is awesome, all sort of one skeiners. And the thing that makes these different from Woolies hats is there is some texture involved but it's all quite simplistic texture it's all very kind of paired back compared to the very structural unusual different ways of picking things up and the architecture because she is a hat architect is our woolly of of woolly stuff this is very much the other sort of end of the scale where it's harnessing like 
quite simple patterns to make a really understated effect, if that makes sense. Um, so my favourite of the six is the Rio Colourwork hat, which is grey basically and it's got different, all the different colours of the rings are used in the hat. And it's a really simple kind of Aztec-y looking pattern that goes around the hat in the four colours and then around the brim is, is the black of the rings. So it's good for, if if you're throwing out patterns or hats for people who are maybe not that nitty and don't want to make that big statement with their hats and want something that just looks a little bit more mainstream, if you will, um, and there's, there's plenty of room for that, to be honest, then this could be the collection for you. You can check it out on Ravelry. It is £14.40 to download. And that is Rios Rocks by Gillian Harkness. So on to our project for 2017 on the podcast. I talked last year in January about knitting goals and how to set goals and what goals you should kind of look at doing and how to measure your progress against the goals and to make sure you achieve things and all that kind of stuff. And I set some goals too. And in a couple of weeks, I'll talk to you about how, how we did with that essentially in terms of achieving the things that I wanted to achieve during the year and you can tell me as well about how your knitting goals for last year went and whether you're going to be doing something different this year. Now uh, obviously I've just moved house and that involved moving all of my stash out of the stash receptacle cupboard in my old house which was an, an old airing cupboard it was huge and finding somewhere else for it to go and as these things are when when it's all tucked away and you can't see you don't really realize what you've got and you you have an idea and you know there's a couple of kind of like choice skins that you you think about sometimes in passing and it floats through your brain you're like i should do this with that that would work really well with that skein as you're browsing patterns on ravelry or or whatever else but I don't think you really truly face the horror of what is in there and what you're missing out on, crucially, until you drag it all out and cart it up the road. And obviously that's what I've just done. And I know I've done that a lot over the last sort of six years and I have moved house and continent and country numerous times. But this time was almost like a, a bit of a someone shaking me quite hard and saying dude you use what you've got and this time of year is all for me like i hate resolutions talked about last year last year i think it's a load of bollocks i think you should just if you want to change something change it today don't wait till january and then cry when you fail 10 days later then don't bother changing anything for another year that's a load of rubbish i don't believe in resolutions i don't believe in cold turkey because I don't believe in denying myself anything that I enjoy. And that that mentality of not being able to have, and I can't have this, and I can't do that, I'm, I'm a bit of a rebel. It just makes me want to do it even more. I just need to find a way where I can do it, where I'm not really breaking the spirit of the rules, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I've got to find a clever way of doing it, so I've not really done it. I've just been clever about it. Which is still breaking the rules, isn't it? Let's be honest. But I don't like this idea of denying 
myself things that I enjoy. So there's always at this time of year loads of chat about stashing down and cold sheep. And I hate that. Who wants to be a cold sheep? Do you know what I mean? Like your whole reason for being if you're a sheep is making wool. Why would you want to be a cold sheep? I hate that term. I hate that bollocks. It's a lot of bollocks. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the feeling that I can't go and do things and can't go and have things. But equally, I don't enjoy the feeling of FOMO that I get when I go and get my boxes out and I find this stuff in there that's just beautiful. I'm like, oh God, that must be so amazing to knit and I could make this in it and I could make that in it. And the potential, sniffing the potential. (sighs) You know that yarn smell when you open the boxes? Sniff it in with me. It's kind of sheepy. Sometimes it smells a little bit of like soak and vinegar and oh, fresh yarn, you know, because once it, when it's been kept in a box, it all mingles together as well. And everyone's different yarn smells because I don't know if you've noticed this, but like babies all smell away, yarn all smells away. But also you can smell different yarns and it comes from different people and you kind of know they've got their own smell. Have you noticed that? Or is it just me? But anyway... Um, imagine you do come with me on this one because trust me go and sniff five different dyer skins they all smell different they all smell different um i don't like it i don't like the fear of missing out on that experience and the joy of making something out of this stuff that i've collected because we are all collectors i've always been very firm on this as an idea that we're not knitters so much as collectors when you get to a certain stage. They're the people that knit and they go and buy the wool they need for the project they need and they don't keep a stash because they don't need one. They might have a few odds and ends, but essentially they they produce things that they need and they don't they don't collect for the sake of collecting, for the joy of collecting, because they like to collect, because they like to have that potential in their stash, that untapped energy that they can go to at any point and pick something up and go, yeah, I'm going to make this with it. I'm going to do that with it and that excitement. But there does come a point, I feel, where that becomes FOMO. And I feel like I've got FOMO, fear of missing out on the joy of enjoying what I've already got in there and forgetting stuff. Murder for forgetting stuff that's in there. And all the box, oh, bugger, I can't believe I forgot I even had that. Or buying some that, and who's, put your hand up, put your hand up if you've done this. Who has gone out and accidentally bought either the exact same colourway at a later date from the same dyer or something that is so close to being the same colour it may as well be from the same dyer put your hand up if you've done that I I can see my hands are up I've done it I've done it I'm not sorry not gonna apologize but we do don't we it's the kind of stuff we do because once something's beautiful it's kind of always beautiful once you get past that awkward teenage stage of knitting and stashquisition where when you're an awkward teenager in stash position, you don't really know what you want and you accidentally buy things because they're cheap or because they seem cool or because they're so hot right now. And actually, you get to your early 20s of stash position and go, what, what was I thinking? Um, once you get past that stage, I think you, you get your own style and you figure out what you like and you do tend to stick to similar sorts of things. So I can't deny myself. We've, we've established that. And a lot of you probably don't want to Don't like the idea of denying yourself either. So I've decided to reframe it. And it is is part of something else that has occurred with with business stuff with the golden skin. I'll tell you about that next time because this episode will be long enough already. But 
I've decided to reframe it. And you can call it what you want. You can call bollocks to me and tell me, yeah, but Joe, it's the same thing. You're just telling yourself it's something different. Yeah, I am. But you know what? If I tell myself I can't have stuff, it's not going to work. So I am reframing this whole idea of not getting new stuff and using what you've got into what I'm calling active stash exploration. And what this is, is an active decision to go on an exploratory journey through your stash. So um, in no way am I saying you can't add anything else. I have not said you cannot go and buy yarn. What I'm saying is, is I am undertaking a journey where I actively get involved in the stuff, in the boxes in my spare room and rediscover the brilliance that I've already got. Because then I can get rid of the FOMO right? Because the FOMO is what's driving this. I can get rid of the FOMO. And you know what? The offshoot of it will probably be that I buy less yarn or I don't buy any yarn because I'm too busy enjoying the feeling of chilling off the FOMO and getting into what I've already got. And I don't want to feel sad about it. I want to enjoy it. And I want to remember those stories. And if you think about some of your favourite yarns that you've got stashed away or... Most things that you knit really, there will be a story attached to it. And we talked about this with the episode with Brenda Dane way back in the day. We got quite philosophical about memories and if you rip out yarn, do you rip out the memory and all that kind of stuff. I'll link to that one in the show notes if you've not heard it because it was a great episode. Um, But a lot of our yarns have got memories attached of a time we bought it and who we were with and what we were going to make with it or things like that or it might be a story attached to the dyer and maybe you met each other and maybe there was there was something else to do with it but every every skin's got its own story and I want to explore those as well and remember all of the things of why we have what we have and why we've chosen what we've chosen and learn about your stash too and what your stories are that are attached to things It might be souvenir yarn from a holiday. It could be gift yarn from someone who you made friends with on Ravelry and you were having a hard time and they sent it to you. It could be swap yarn and you made a really great new friend because of this swap. It could be anything, can be anything, but the stories are there and they need to be told. And we need to chin off the FOMO and use and actively explore what we've got. So that's going to be my project for the year. I will be sharing my progress on that with you, as I always do. But I have a hashtag for you. It is hashtag active stash exploration. Um, so if you're not a Facebook person, you don't want to come be in the group, then use it on hashtag, on, on, on hashtag, on Instagram even, or, or anywhere else so I can come and see what you've got. And, uh, you know, I quite like to feature some stories from people on the show and... Just get us thinking about it in a, in a more positive way than I can't have it, cold turkey, cold sheep, no more, wah. Because nobody wants to deprive themselves in January. Don't work. By February, get to unravel, just spaffing out 500 quid on yarn. Don't do it. Active stash exploration. <laughs> I feel like I should be sat there all zen, like with my legs crossed and my fingers out. I might do that. I'm going to put my little fingers out and like I'm meditating, but I'm not. Um, so let's get involved with it. You can come over and chat in the Facebook group about it. Remember, Shiny Bee's podcast community. It's going to be our, our new hangout. I will put a thread on Ravelry in case anyone's still over there in that ghost town. And please come and share your stories with me. My sort of theme and idea for January is going to be reacquaintance. 
I'm going to commune with the stash, get it out, air it, check it's all still good, you know, do a little bit of fiddling and mulling around with it, maybe swap some bits of it around into different boxes because, you know, we like to keep it fresh, don't we? And, and we'll take it from there. As the project goes on, we might come up with some themes, we might come up with some challenges, very likely we'll come up with some challenges um, and some ways of, of keeping this sort of idea going throughout the year. Now, if you don't want to commune with your stash, you don't want a spiritual experience with your stash, <laughs> like I'm going to be having, maybe a spiritual experience being the gin whilst I go through it, um, Curious Helen uh, of Curious Handmade. I always call her Curious Helen, which reminds me of Curious George, but she doesn't look like Curious George at all because she doesn't look like a monkey, but I always call her Curious Helen. Um, she did a appreciation activity for stash and a clear-out activity Um during January of 2016, which I followed and tried to get involved with and I failed miserably because I did feel still like I was depriving myself. Um, and they are episodes 109 to 113. So if you want some extra resources to assist you in this journey, if you just want to cleanse a little bit, be a little bit more hardcore, not being kind of hippie stash exploration like me. I'm thinking of being more like, you know, Scott of the Antarctic rather than, you know, being too too spiritual about it but um she has some great resources in that and some good ideas if you haven't listened to them before or you have but it's been quite a while then it's episode 109 to 113 they are great for getting you started and we'll see how we get on with it i've tried joining groups for destashing it's never worked for me i've tried helen's quite gentle methods <laughs> Uh, of, of going through it as a, as a group and appreciation and, and the, you know the reframing of it there but I feel like I need a very strong reframing to get this this achieved so that is the active stash exploration project I would be delighted if you will join in with me this year if not you're just gonna have to hear about all my awesome yarn as I get through it and we can chat about it using the hashtag active stash exploration um, on all your social media and in the Facebook group so that is all I have time for today. But I will be back more often maybe than you expect or possibly less often. We'll, we'll see how we get on. But I will be back in the next episode and I will be giving you a bit more news about the shiny bees pirouette, shall we say, and uh, the golden skein in particular and how that's driven some of this active stash exploration stuff as well as my first thoughts on it and some other cool stuff. So until then, I hope you will have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate you tuning in and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye. to the shiny bees podcast a podcast for those who like their knitting comedy and yarn in equally large measures if you'd like to get in contact with me you can do so via the blog or i'm shiny bees on ravelry instagram twitter pinterest and facebook you can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com music for this episode is provided by a music alley and it is adam and the water boys and i need a drink i need a drink